Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities. And as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Everybody, you're very, very welcome. Thank you, studio audience. Thank you, studio audience. Happy, happy Easter, everybody. Happy Easter. Our Lord is risen. Thank you all. My name is Mona Muguma Sebuliba, and I'm your host uh, this morning. And very happy to be hosting Pastor Noah Balensambu. So we come ready and uh, friends in the room, everywhere online, our 88 locations, please share the link. Today is going to be one of those very interesting and exciting topics. You don't want your friends, family, business leaders to miss out on this. But before I go any further, first of all, welcome back from last week's anniversary special. What was that about? Apmo, we thank you very much for teaching us indeed what the purpose of wealth is, which is to extend and expand kingdom business, to extend and support the body of Christ and the work that we do here in the church. Thank you very much. Thank you, Revma. Thank you for being visionary leaders and for teaching us. With us in the house is our very own Pastor Chris, our business pastor. We thank you for your dedicated leadership. We thank you for your love, for stewarding us, and for this opportunity. Studio audience, you look wonderful. Welcome, as always, as always. If you're not in the studio, if you're not in the studio, you are missing out. And for every one of you who's at any one of our 88 locations, we welcome you, our global audience that is online. Those of you who are at home getting ready to come for the Easter service, you are all very, very welcome. Pastor Noah, we had you Hello. about three weeks ago, yes. and it was wonderful, and I'm glad to be hosting you. Thank you, Pastor Chris, for allowing me to keep my promise that we'll be back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we go any further, uh, your beautiful wife, uh, Rachel, is here, so I don't know so, if she's one who you're going yes. to send greetings to. I'm looking forward. Aha! So <laughs> go ahead, please. So thank you, Mona. Thank you, uh, Pastor Chris, for this opportunity. Thank you, Revma, for always hosting us so well. And, and, and leading us so well and thank you Apostle for the opportunity I would like to send greetings first and foremost to my wife hey! if the studio looks a bit brighter <laughs> we didn't buy new lights we didn't buy new lights no <laughs> I would like to send greetings to my wife who is here at the studio uh, I would also like to send greetings to the, the family at Worship Harvest Chitukutwe Yes, and all the loved people, the loved leaders, the beloved leaders that we lead in there. Then also one group of people, um, in, in, in my circles they call themselves LD, but this is my discipleship group at, in my business, and I also send greetings to them. Thank you for allowing me to multiply myself. Wow, thank you. That's excellent. Um, before we get into what we were talking about, discipleship, um, I just want us to first of all bring the season to bear, Easter. 
and what it means to us business leaders, what it means to us in business. Because there's a tendency for people to think that we live um, a Christian life and then we live a business life separately. And yet the word of God really covers every facet of our lives, from business to our health, to our marriages, to our parenting, to our work. So uh, before anyone thinks that Easter uh, will be celebrated from 9 a.m., for instance, it is very, very much relevant and a part of us in our business world. And I was thinking, let's get into what Easter means for us as business leaders, uh, and then we'll do a recap of what we were talking about, discipleship, which anyway is all part and follows through with Easter, if you may. Yes, uh, thank you. And uh, you see, the the thing about Christianity, it's not a religion, it's a relationship. And and, uh, as you very well put it, the Bible is basic, you know, we used to have this song, Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth. It's basic instructions for life. And so, like you said, there is no Christian life and then work life. It's one. So, what does Easter mean for a business? And even as we learn about discipleship, the thing about Easter, especially today, as we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, um, there has, before there's a resurrection, there's a death. Mm-hmm. And discipleship, if you think about it in the, in the true sense of the word, is actually a death mm-hmm. of sorts. You die to self, you die to FMF. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Feed yeah. my family. Yeah. yeah, because you die to FMF and you pursue something greater and it will yes. require a certain death. But there is hope because there is a glory. After every, for every death, there is a resurrection. For every sacrifice, there is a glory. The Bible says for the for for the joy that was set before him, Christ endured the cross. So Christ looked at the joy so that he could endure the cross. So even in your business, even as you embrace um, the, 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 the hard work of dying to self, multiplying yourself in your disciples and in your business, there is a glory after that. And so that is what we believe in, and, and that's what Christ reminds us here. It's not just a personal, as much as it's the most important, mm-hmm. a personal relationship and a personal resurrection, but also your business, there is a glory for your business that the, that the Lord has prepared. There is a resurrection. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you very much. And I'm reminded about what we're trying to do here. Indeed, when you spoke about dying to feed my family, FMF, uh, at Business Garage uh, School of Practical Business, we're trying to inspire uh, at least 1,000 businesses to grow at yep. least to a net worth or a balance sheet size or a turnover size of one uh, billion shillings. And indeed, we're using uh, discipleship as that model yeah. uh, for uh, achieving that goal. And for the ones that are bigger than that, indeed, keep scaling, keep growing. And the last time I had you on here, it was very informative. You know, we learned about crypto, we learned about Bitcoin, we learned about everything crypto. But then importantly, we got into how to disciple. And I don't know if you can take us quickly through a quick recap of the triangle, just for the benefit of, um, well, three weeks, uh, our memory might be rusty, and some people might be joining us uh, for this segment and having missed uh, the last one. If you could do a recap of the triangle before we get into the second shape that we dealt with. Great, thank you. Um, So before we even dig into discipleship, there has to be, the, 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 the simple shape of the triangle that we went through, where we know as worship harvest and all those familiar with worship harvest, we have the relationship with God, which is our up. Then we have our relationship with our disciples or, with the, or, or the immediate family that is in. Then we have the, discipleship, uh, the, the relationship with the mission, the mission field out there, which is out. So we have up, in, and out. And this is uh, derived from Luke 
chapter 6 verse 12 to 19 just following in the patterns of Jesus so in a uh, business context up is up where you get is your, now vision. your vision and then, and then in, in is your is team, your team. Yes, and then out, out is, is the market. marketplace. Yes, okay. And in between here, up to the team is passion. Passion, guys. yes. That's what you give to your team. Yes. After being inspired by the vision, that vision must burn white hot so that it's transferred Abba to your team. Too, I believe. Yes. Yes. And so that's the process of, of moving from up to, 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 to the team. And then from in to the market is planning. Yes. So now that they have passion, you have to give them direction because otherwise it's going to go all over the place. So the, the, the process of giving a passionate team direction, giving them a goal and a target, that's the planning stage. That's the strategy, the stage of, 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 um, of that process. And the end result of that would be And the end profit. result is profit. I remember you also pointed out some pitfalls that sometimes when we are burning hot with the vision, we go straight to The temptation to is go straight to, to out. out. Let me go to the start the market, you know, the team will find me there, and that's, that, that leads to quick burnout, quick being the key word there. Because, yeah, if you, you know, the, the, everyone has an idea. Everyone has an idea, and a, and, and a good test for that idea is shared with some few people. Mm. How many people are willing to lead to drop what they're doing for your idea? Mm. Jesus had such a strong idea that the first people he met dropped their very lucrative business at that time wow. to follow him. You see, and so how, how that's a test. That's, that's one of the exactly. tests for vision. Uh, because if you go out to the market, the market is brutal. Mm-hmm. The market doesn't know your feelings. The market doesn't care about, you know, your family's state. It, it is brutal. And so it's always wiser to start with the team. Uh, Jim Collins in his book, Good to Great, says, get the right people on the bus before you start even moving. And so that's, it's very important to move from up to in and then from in to out. So I think those are the people you'll first have to sell your idea to, yep. who can help tweak it, improve it. And the idea is for the leader anyway to be uh, receptive to that kind of feedback, uh, yes. team input. And indeed, if you're doing anything beyond feed my family, you have people beyond yes people. Yes. And you have objective people around you with different strengths um, and, and contributions that they can make. Definitely. And, and, and again, the, the, the whole process of getting uh, the team, again, is... It, it sort of like cushions you from FMF because now you have yes. a team of people that you have to provide for. And so it's, it's, it's wise to do that. And then, of course, the diversity of the team is important. Um, one of the things I re- recognized in Jesus' discipleship group, he had the most diverse group of people. Uh, the, you know, the radicals. You know, you, have, you, had a, you had a tax collector and a zealot. And, and anyone who's familiar with Bible history, you know that those are mortal enemies. <laughs> Zealots used to attack tax collectors in the bushes. And, but, you know, he had them in his discipleship group. That speaks to the leadership of Jesus, but also to the, you know, he shows us a picture of, you know, you're not, you're not looking for yes people, as you've said, but then also people who can receive from you. We'll talk about that in discipleship, mm-hmm. but people who can receive the vision from you. Yeah. Fantastic. Online audience, I can see you're engaged. Please continue to share the link. Please uh, bring your comments and questions. It's going to be a very engaging session, as always. I see Dr. Emily Bagarukayo. Jean, who's in the room with us, thank you very, very much. I also see um, Robert Ongimako. All of you, I see NBA Antoinette. Uh, Generally, please keep the engagements coming. Questions and uh, comments are very welcome. And Pastor Noah here will be happy to uh, respond to some of the questions that you have. So now, 
getting on with it. Uh, the second form of discipleship, which was the square, which yes. we promised everybody you'd come back. Uh, guys, if, I, you know, should we keep having him? <laughs> I, he's such a great teacher. We're going to make up topics that you will keep coming to teach us on. But anyway, um, on yeah. to the square. Yeah. But generally, I'll leave it to you. Bring it home. Okay. Um, so, uh, again, just to highlight... Uh, the, the, where, where we get this material from. It's from Papa Mike Brin's book, uh, Building a Discipling Culture. And uh, he, he has actually tweaked that book for business people, and that's something that is coming soon to the business fraternity at, at, at Worship Harvest. We've had the pleasure to, you know, I've had the pleasure of going through that course, and just to see how these shapes can apply mm. to business. And so we're going through the square, and the idea behind the square is that when you ask, when you, when you ask a question, how do you disciple? What does that mean? What, is, what does discipleship look like in a business? We have a, a, a good picture, if you're well plugged into Worship Harvest, you, we have a good picture of what discipleship looks like in the, in, in the, in the setting of, 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 of a church and in life. But what does that look like in, um, in, 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 in a business? And there is no one better than to learn from Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yes, and um, we have unapologetically applied Jesus' teaching in, 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 at, at, at our businesses. Why? Because he has the results. I can't argue with Jesus' results. <laughs> yeah. He went, to the, he went to the desert. After coming back from and, uh, being anointed and coming back from 40 days of fasting, the first group of people he, he gathered around himself, from a few people from a family to disciples to apostles to a movement, and now we, we have about 2.4 billion people that call themselves Christians. Wow. From just a few people. That you can't argue with those statistics. Yeah. In all the diversity of Christianity, they are still Christians, followers of Christ. Yeah. And, so, yet, and yet we, keep, we and, need to keep bringing more in. And we need to keep it's just 31% of the global population. And so the, 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 there is work to do, but we have been shown how. And so wisdom, to me, is doing the things that Jesus did. If you want the results that Jesus had, you do the things that Jesus did. I quite like what you're saying, and to encourage our business leaders, again, your lives don't need to be separate. Within your business, within what you're doing on a day-to-day, how are you indeed extending the work and the body of Christ? How are you influencing using your resources, your business resources? You are a leader uh, in all facets of life, including business. How to make that work within indeed that team? Yes. How to ensure that you're, you're going about marketplace, but at the same time going marketplace for Jesus. Exactly. Marketplace for the kingdom. Exactly. The overarching idea is that we're not doing business for ourselves, for our teams, for the markets. We're doing business for the kingdom. Exactly. Actually, Daniel Lapin puts it very well in his book. You see, one of the challenges, out of all, I don't want to call them religious groups, but faiths. Yes, was, yeah. faiths. Christianity is the only one where we have schizophrenia or dichotomy of, of views. Mm-hmm. What do I mean? In, in the, um, a certain faith, they don't have a differentiation between their business and their, and, and their faith. It's one and the same thing. You'll find that mm. for, for someone to be considered, uh, you know, for, for someone to, 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 to demonstrate that he has succeeded in business, he has to build a place of worship in that yes, faith. Yes. It is considered a, a, a thing of, of, wow, this person has made it. You have to go to a certain place, come back, your title changes, then you have to build a place of worship. It's only Christians that we, we have a, a Christian life 
and our business life. That and ends that, today. And, 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 and yeah, that it ends, ends today. today. It, it ends, ends today. today. Because the Bible says you cannot serve two masters. Mm. One will be a slave of the other. And because we have that dichotomy, we can't succeed in both as, as Christian business people. Because the pressures out there are high. And so the thing is to first to reconcile the thing that Apostle talked about last Sunday is that God wants your business to succeed. It is part of his will for you. He's, in your, he's on your side. Yes, he's yeah. on your side. Yeah. And so we must realize that. And that's how we'll succeed in business. And we succeed by doing, minding his business. Minding his business. Minding kingdom business. Exactly. exactly. And so because we are, we are learning from the ways of Jesus, the ways of Jesus can apply in business. They can apply. Let me and give you an Yeah. Let me just let's just go through some scripture because you're all looking at me interestingly. Because, <laughs> Especially who? <laughs> Especially Pastor Chris. <laughs> Matthew twenty eight, eighteen. This is a popular and where we derive many of as in this is the mission. Mm-hmm. Matthew twenty eight, eighteen. And Jesus spoke to them and saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And lo, eh? teaching them to observe all the things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Now, in that scripture, believe me, we can spend the whole day just digging into it. But I just want to highlight three main things that we see. Remember, we're talking about discipleship. Three main things that we see from that scripture. One is make disciples. Disciples are made they are not grown, they are not picked, they are made. So that's your team. Yeah. So, yeah. Those, those, so those are people on your team? People on your team. Yes. You make them disciples. Even Jesus. Jesus took people who are strangers and made them disciples. And so the instruction for us, if you're to succeed in business, you must have disciples. That's the truth. Because if you have anything less than disciples... You're, 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 it's just a matter of time and, then, and they'll move know, on. Interesting that you should say that I know one financial institution in Uganda that is very big on agribusiness lending. And that any, I also I know, know that yes, institution. And that any bank that is looking to start agribusiness lending always goes to poach from them because they make agribusiness lenders. You know, they make exactly. agribusiness uh, credit officers. So anyone <laughs> looking to do anything uh, in that respect... Are you hearing a certain tone? <laughs> uh, I know so, a certain good disciple maker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So in the same way, yeah. you have a vision, you have these people, it is important to then transform them exactly. into what they need to be to execute the vision. Exactly. Jesus said, follow me and I will make you I think you're now leading into the first bit of the square, aren't you? Yes, we're going, we're going, we're getting there. I'm, yeah. I'm setting the the, the, the context still yes. from that scripture. Yes. And so, if you say you make disciples, again, I'm just picking out specific words. Yes. Then it says uh, make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them. When you hear baptism, what do you think about? Immersion. Immersion. What yes. does it symbolize? Death. And resurrection. And resurrection. Yeah, not only death. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> it symbolizes death and resurrection. Yes. Discipleship involves death. To? Death to self. Uh-huh. Death to your comfort. Yes. Death to FMF. Death to self-will. Mm-hmm. Death, as in there, there, there are certain things that must die and there are certain things that must be given life. So what is given life? So it depends on your context. But again, if you think, like if you listen to Apostle's teaching yesterday, you, re- you realize that 
you the the the, the death the things that you die to 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 mm-hmm. eventually then give birth. Like the Bible says in John chapter twelve, mm-hmm. unless a seed falls to the ground and dies, it abides but as but itself. Mm. But if it dies, it produces much grain. Yes. And so the sacrifices we take, which are sacrifices, result in disciples who are who are who are like us. And those are the people that then take the businesses to generations that it's supposed to. But yes, let's, let's get to the scripture. So I just wanted to highlight three things. Mm-hmm. Baptism, from that scripture, there is, uh, there is teaching them. Son, you know, the, the, above, the, the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all. Discipleship involves teaching. And the, and the result of teaching is obedience. Teaching them to observe. Teaching them to obey. So then, the first things we've said is... Uh, Baptism. Baptism. As you make disciples, yes. baptizing them. Yes. So it's baptism. Okay. Teaching Transformation, them. literally. Yes. Dying to self, Dying resurrecting to, self. to other things. Yes. Teaching them. Yes. You must be willing to teach. You can't make disciples, first of all, if you don't, you're not willing to die. Yes. Second, you not make disciples if you're not willing to teach them. So you, the leader, must die first yeah. also. And then in doing that, you give your you disciples give your a all. good... Yeah, and you give your disciples a good example. Anyway. Yeah. So there's exactly. uh, baptism. Baptism. Then there's, there's teaching. teaching. Okay. And then there is presence. And lo, I am with you. Yes. Always. Yes. There's presence. You can't disciple remotely. Yes. You can't sit in your high 10th floor office, corner with office. a corner view, and, yeah. and, and assume you're making disciples. Walk through the aisles. Care about people. Be around them. Hug them. Be in, be in their lives. That's discipleship. Let them come to your home. That's discipleship. Presence. Jesus lived with his disciples. Now, some of these things are countercultural, especially in business. Why am I inviting my, my employees to my, business, to my house? For what? If you want disciples, do the things that Jesus did. And people we, need to connect with yeah. the human being, the human I mean, aspect. We do it, we do it in, uh, in some corporate... I mean, some, some corporates have started doing it, mm. and they look as if they're being very innovative, but it's actually just following after Jesus. <laughs> so Credit when a CEO has a barbecue at his home, it's presence. Yes. Yes. It's presence. When he invites different teams into his home, it's presence. And I remember the COVID pandemic uh, brought that the need for that presence, the human connection. Exactly. Uh, it brought it home. Yes. Uh, suddenly, um, all those bubbles and glass walls and, and everything, uh, we wanted to climb out of them and break them down. So yes. Yeah. As a leader, you must. They must. You must. They must see you. They must see you. And, and those of us who put on uh, more spiritual eyes on this thing, there, there is an impartation on presence. Mm. If your vision is to really catch the people, especially right down to the last person in the organization, they can't do it from a distance. They have to be around you. And Lovely. so they are, you have to be intentional about those. I like that. So um, everybody, just to, remi- to remind you, the core tenets of discipleship, baptism, baptism teaching, teaching, presence, presence. Fantastic. Those are the three things. Yeah. There are many more, but yes. I just thought I'd highlight those three things even as we go through the square because then the square then makes more sense. It stops being this tool you know, that, 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 we, that we just say, hey, am I doing, uh-huh, uh-huh, mm-hmm. and then I check, no. Mm. But then there's, there is the structure yes. and there's, the, there's, the, there's the, the form and then the function. And so when we think about discipleship, think about those three tenets, then the square makes more sense. Okay. Yeah. Into the square we go. Into the square. <laughs> so the square has four sides. Say yes. four sides. Four sides. <laughs> and, Not yeah. three sides. Which one has three <laughs> sides? <laughs> Triangle. Just Which one case. has four sides? <laughs> and they are equal. Yes. Not a rectangle. <laughs> okay. And so, um, basically, a square, you, if, if, you, if you're to extrapolate these 
shapes on each other, a square leans more on the in. How do you, con- how do you make disciples? Mm-hmm. And then, so there's a f- uh, there, there are four sides to it. There's one, which is I do and you watch, imitation. And so let's assume that you, someone has just joined your organization and um, as the leader, you have to take them through this process. How are they going to do the things as though you are the one doing them? So they have to observe. So you do the thing as they watch you. Okay? Something that comes to mind is the yeah. assumption must be mm. the learner doesn't know and has to have the humility yes. to learn. Yes. And you, the teacher, should also assume they don't know so that you can go through every detail. Yes. Yeah, and that's, and, and, and I'm, I'm going to speak a bit about, maybe from some time, about the leader and the people. Because there is a certain heart position that you must be willing, that the learner must be willing to learn. Because again, in the corporate culture, unlike in, 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 in discipleship in life, you can hire an expert. And in their eyes, they know better than you. Mm. You're hiring them for a reason. Mm. And that can, and as much as that is, you, you, you know, you're hiring them for expertise in a subject matter, they still have to learn from you. Yeah. They, how you, to apply their how to apply it in, in your, your business, business. In your business. Yes, culture and all those things. So it's important. So it's not necessarily that they don't know, but in terms of immersing them into the culture of the business, they have to, they have to, list, you know, they have to learn from you. So they watch. You do the thing and they watch. So there's high direction. High, high direction, high example. The leader is present, the leader is showing the steps, and, is, and, and, there's, and there's clear direction in where they're going. And I believe also in businesses, this is the onboarding stage. Yes. Yes, which yes. is very critical. You get the onboarding correctly, you're set up for success. You get it wrong and you'll have the foundation. Foundation is weak. Indeed, the structure that comes thereafter is doomed or in yes. danger. Yes. And so that, that it's, it's very important, especially because this is a very key role. Like I've said, it's a foundational, it's a foundational step. And that's what sets the momentum for the, the other steps to come. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So the next side, okay, of course, now we are, we're, we're moving over time. So Time can, Hold can, on. And the other one is, uh, there's a tendency to call it unconscious incompetence for the first. Unconscious incompetence. Yeah. So now the, uh, from the perspective that. of the person who's learning, there's, they don't know what they don't know. Mm. They have come into the organization. They don't know how things are done. They don't know, as in it is unconscious incompetence. And even the things that they ought to know, they don't know. Fresh graduates, I hate to, bu- <laughs> I hate to bust your bubble. Um, yeah. You graduated with your first class, your upper second. Yeah. Um, uh, humble yourself. <laughs> it's a different thing when you get into the workspace. Um, yeah. Not everything is linear. Not everything is black and white. There's a lot of gray. There's a lot of color. Yeah. So, yes, uh, humble yourself. You humble don't know yourself. what you, you don't, don't know. You don't know what you don't know. Be willing to be teachable. Be teachable. Actually, being teachable is a constant through our lives. Throughout. Yes. Throughout. Yes. Life, life is... But more so at this stage. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and it's interesting also, you might be with a PhD, you might, have all, you might have all this work experience, and then you go start a business, and then you join a new organization. Yeah. You go back to square one. If there's you anything that to... neutralizes education, it's yeah. business. <laughs> Indeed. Okay. <laughs> with all your PhDs. Yes. The minute you go to the marketplace... There's a whole new school there that you have to go to. So, so yeah. Apologies always. for the interruption. So you <laughs> no, can carry on. No worries. No worries. So from, your, from the unconscious incompetence, mm-hmm. you then move to a place where I'm doing and you're helping. Now the there incompetence is there is conscious. You yes. know that you don't. Now that you see me doing it, you're like, ah, okay. You have your aha moments. Yes. You're like, aha, that's how you do it. And so you move. And now there is collaboration that the leader is doing, but you're helping. 
I do it. Yes. You help. There's, there's a slow process of giving the, the tasks. It's so the thing the you saw me still do. doing? The leader is still doing. The learner is The learner helping. is helping. Okay. Because you can't just dump the things on them mm. just because they saw you do it. And so they take tasks one at a time as they mature into that role. And here there is still high imitation and high accessibility. The person, the, the person being led is, is very accessible to the leader because they are still doing the tasks that, they, that, that have been given to them. And then there's imitation. You're doing the thing that the leader did. Now, that's very important here. Um, imitation precedes innovation. Imitation precedes innovation. Because sometimes people want to come and innovate immediately. There is no one who has succeeded innovating first. You first understand. You first imitate. Wow. And, and it happens just that we, we, you know, because the society is feeding us all these things of be your own man, you know, draw your own path. Be, that stuff is overrated. You first imitate. Imitate. Look at worship harvest just by imitating Bishop mm-hmm. Doug and where we are. Even, I mean, there was a time when I was growing up, fake things used to come from Japan. Yeah, because it was, all the imitations used to come from Japan. Yeah. But they, they then started innovating, and next, Japan Toyota, uh, the, the, I forget his name, he went to and learned how the, the, the assembly plant from Henry Ford on a trip to America. Actually, that's what's convinced him that that's the business of the future. And so he copied everything that he saw from the Model T factory. He took it to Japan. And who are so, you imitating? Who are you business? imitating? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, the, yeah, imitation precedes innovation. So the learner must imitate. This is the font size I like. This is the spacing of the, all that stuff. I know worship obviously sounds common, but you'll be shocked when you get out there. <laughs> we, you know, we, we kind of live in a bubble. But, but there has to be high imitation. High imitation. And this is a time for the leader to extend a lot of grace. Yes, and there patience. is a lot of grace. This is part of the dying. You remember the baptism? Yes. Yeah, this is where baptism, because you see leaders, by, by burning with vision, they are ahead. Their mind is ahead. Yes. So this thing of grabbing someone, you see, it's like, it's like a child, you know. When, you, when, you, when you're bringing up a child, you have to be very patient. Mm. You know, your nights are short. Your, your, <laughs> that grace cord is extended. That's, mm. that's, that's part of the dying process. That's the baptism part of the, of the And it's square. also a good opportunity to fail and try again. Yes. Speaking to embracing failure and the whole thing. Because I think sometimes the imitation... Mm. Is, 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 is limited by the fear to fail. Yes. Um, or is it innovation? That is failure right? is, you see, um, I think it is Jack Welsh who burnt down a factory, right? And, and I don't know how many have burnt down a factory <laughs> or worth millions of dollars, but, but the words of his boss then resounded with him. And is like, let's say the factory was about $100 million and it burnt down to, to the ground. And it's like, okay, well, did you learn anything about from it? And it's like, yeah, this, this went wrong, this went wrong, this went wrong. It's like, okay, you can go. It's like, I thought I was going to be fired. It's like, no, why would I fire a $100 million lesson? Wow. So we have to look at failure as lessons. The, the problem is that we don't, we don't, and we don't value failure. We we'll think we, it's, it's, it's a mistake. We want to forget it as quickly as possible. Yet by deriving the value of that, we get better so that we don't, you know, pay those school fees again. And so, yes, the leader extends grace. Many mistakes will be made, but learning from these mistakes, 
an apostle in his discipleship, he tells you, what do you see? Uh, that question, when it comes, you sweat. Well, I have, I've got that question from Pastor Chris. As, as well. When he asks you that question, you sweat. He's like, what do I see? Nothing. <laughs> I see font size 12. <laughs> I see nothing. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and in that, he's teaching you to observe. Teaching you to observe. That which is still part of, of discipleship, as you've seen in the scripture. Okay. Yeah. Next level. Next level. You do, I help. Now, your competence is increasing. Conscious competence. Conscious competence. You're, you're conscious. You're, you, you, are, you have seen it being done. You have helped with a few tasks. The tasks kept increasing until you get to a point now. It's like, okay, now I'm the one helping. You're the one doing the thing. I'm oh, the one helping. Roles have reversed. Roles have reversed. The leader is helping yes. the learner who's now in the driver's seat, so exactly. to speak, who is doing. Yes. And they're just peering over your shoulder. Checking. Backseat driver, basically. Yes. yes. Co-pilot sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So there's, here there's a lot of conversation. Okay, you're doing this, why are you doing this? You know, very interactive in terms of conversation, but in terms of action, the leader is taking a step back and the, and the person being led is now taking the front seat. High discussion, growing competence, intermittent confidence. Can you yes. speak into that? Intermittent confidence. Remember, this is the first, now you're getting to start taking a lead role. Mm. And so you're, you're, you're not yet, as in it is, it is a new space, even though you've been doing these things, now you're the one being sent for meetings. You're the one... You know, and speaking and the leader is seated in the audience. So your confidence is still a bit shaky. But then, you, because you've gone through the process, it's, it's building. Your confidence starts building. Remember, you're coming from unconscious incompetence, those ends, where you didn't even know, where they mm. just see a person on the mic, you start trembling. Okay? But then now you're, 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 you're familiar with the actions. You're taking the lead in some, in some cases. So you're building your confidence. It's a process that's going on. Your confidence is completed in the last... Uh, side of the square. Okay, so yeah. now we're going into the last one. Yeah. Which you, is unconscious competence. Uncom- unconscious competence. It's now muscle memory. Wow. You have imitated, you have had conversations, and now this is now you start, you're, you're, in, the, you're in the position of like almost innovation. Mm-hmm. You get, now you are wow. applying your strengths, you're applying your talents to the things that you have been discipled in. By this point, the leader, I assume, is even delegating? The leader has delegated. Okay, has delegated. They're just watching. But here, they, <laughs> they can now play golf. Uh, but here, there is low direction. The leader doesn't have to keep telling you what to do. But then there is high consensus and high conversation. And so, the thing is, now they're, they're, they're taking the reins. They are, they are using their strengths, applying it to their learnings. And now they're, they're, they're flowing and they're just checking in once in a while. So you also said um, this is the point where they have muscle memory. Yes. It, comes, it almost comes naturally, and I think with added responsibility, I think people in this phase yes. are teaching. Yes. They're also themselves teaching Because now. part of discipleship is teaching. Yes. Part of discipleship is teaching, teaching them. Uh, it's Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. It says, the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses teach them to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Faithfulness is being able to teach others also. And so even you as a leader, as you're teaching, they have to be doing the same. I'll, I'll share a story uh, you know, shortly about my journey through the square in our organization. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that must be that they must be people that you... As a leader, don't lead followers. Come again? Don't lead followers. Lead leaders. Ah. You must be able to multiply leaders. 
Otherwise, you're not bringing sustainability to your business. It ends, it caps at some point. If you are the go-to all, the person with the keys, you're the person with all the passwords, yeah, then <laughs> you're, you're, the, you're, you're, you've become the, the, the shackles of your business. And in the Crypto Savannah story, and I think that's what you're going to get into, yeah. you grew from a project to five separate companies with separate CEOs. Yes. Exactly. Could you yeah. speak into that? So I think you're at that level. Yes. <laughs> not, we're still on a You journey. never arrive or you're being uh, humble? You see, there, is, there, are, there are levels. There's fruitfulness. There's dominion. We are still, we are still walking. <laughs> what level are you at? Uh, Put it in the chat, please. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, the Crypto Savannah story, I shared a bit of it last time. Mm. Uh, we started out as a small business uh, with, with my f- uh, five other co-founders. And um, it was just a matter of just responding to business needs in the marketplace and we'll do projects and stuff like that. But there are, very, there are a couple of interesting stories in there that, 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 that I'd like to highlight. Mm. One of them is that one of our CEOs actually, it was a very interesting story. Uh, one of our CEOs joined Savannah through an Uber ride. He was an Uber driver. And so he, he was driving one, my, my business partner. And he was telling him about uh, the work that we are doing. And he, and he says, this is like, and, and that through that conversation, is, you know, we had a project that we are doing. And it's like, hey, but you can come. If you have some free time, he's like, yeah, I have, I'm just doing Uber. And, and um, yeah, I can join the organization. So he joined the organization as a, as a, field, as a field person rose through the ranks and um, up and now he's one he's, he's a business leader he's a, he's, a, he's a CEO of one of the businesses wow. from wow. joining in as, as, as an Uber driver driving one of our business uh, my, my business uh, co-founders what and did so he initially join us though? He, as, a field, field, as a, a field as a field officer because okay. we had a project in, in, in Bududa and he went, he went there to help out but then through that through leadership training and, and, and building up he became one of the leaders in our businesses there's also someone else who joined as because um, we remember the conferences that we did. Yes. So we needed help. <laughs> we needed help with one of our conferences. So I brought on one of my. Uh, she was actually a disciple at Worship Harvest. So mm-hmm. I said, "Hey, okay, there's this thing we're doing. I need some help." And so they joined, just to help organizing, calling Logistics. people, calling people, selling tickets. Uh, but then through that, through uh, an intentional journey of discipleship, they moved from that person who was brought in to help sell tickets to now running a business. So she's also CEO of one of the businesses. Um, someone else who also joined the organization, very young, very vibrant, joined as an operations person just to help manage deliveries. And now she's leading the organization. She's the CEO of the organization. And so those are the stories that Savannah has been privileged to, to share. And again, like it has to call for death. Why is it death? Because... If, I'm the, if I see myself at the helm of every business, it is, it is dead. It can't outgrow me, and that's a small vision to die for. Secondly, the thing that is very important, you must, I, and I mentioned this last time, you must see them as sons or daughters. Mm. Why is that important? And, that's counter, and counter, not just colleagues. And not just colleagues, mm. because there's this temptation in businesses, like those things, you leave them in church, here we are all here to work. Mm. But I, like I said, I have no... I have no, as in my discipleship space at work is exactly like my discipleship space in the location. The same things I share here are the same things I share there. But then the results 
tell, you know, tell, speak speaking for, them. for themselves. Yeah. First of all, guys, if you ever meet Pastor Noah and he's having a conversation, take it seriously. You can see what happens from simple conversations <laughs> with yeah. anyone at crypto. Yes. Yes. And, uh, and just to speak a bit about that, about seeing these people as, as, as your disciples, and aka family, aka children. Um, you know, Abraham, you know, Abraham had one son of promise. Of course, he had Ishmael, mm. but he had one son. But then when they talk about the household of Abraham, how many people are there? Thousands. Yes. Yet there were his household. Yes. They didn't say, no, his household had three people. Mm. Sarah, Abraham, and Isaac. No. His household had people. And so much so, I mean, think about it, that when God makes a covenant with Abraham, mm. he circumcises everyone in his household. I thought these were employees. Right. <laughs> huh? Yeah. You get, I thought there were employees. Genesis chapter 17, verse 23. And the, so Abraham took Ishmael, his son, and all who were born in his house, and all who were bought with his money. Wow. All who were born in his house, and all who were bought with, his, bought with money. his money. Those were his household. And guess what he did? He circumcised them. He got them into a covenant with yes, his God, with his yet God. they were his employees. Indeed. And that's why he's great. There was no employee, there was no servant. That's mm-hmm. why Jesus says, I no longer call you servants. I call you friends. Servants do not inherit. Sons inherit. So if you are to leave your business to someone, you must treat them as a disciple. You must have to, and that's a part of the dying process. You must die to this thing, or this thing has to be in my family, mm-hmm. what, what, what. No. You have to let go and trust God. The Bible says that a farmer puts down, uh, the, there is that scripture in... Um, I forget where it is, where it says that, the, I think it is John, is it John or Mark? Where it says that the farm, the, the, one, of the, one of the parables of the sword, the farmer puts aside and he does not know what happened. He goes to sleep, wakes up in the morning, and, and even the farmer doesn't know. The person whose business livelihood depends on it, even does not know how the seed works, mm. but it works. He knows that he'll get it in multiple and, and just as you were speaking about um, getting over that this must be in my family, I'm remembered about what we're trying to do with School of Practical Business, yeah. where we're getting uh, businesses to list. We're encouraging a couple of businesses to list, and we have some takers, and the idea is to bring your businesses to more than just um, a couple of people, more than your five founders, but yeah. opening it up to the market. And I think that's one way of doing that. Yeah. Um, online engagement, you're very welcome. Questions, comments. We have something from Dr. Steve, and yeah. he's asking, what is the return on investment in discipleship? <laughs> I think it's exponential, but uh, <laughs> I'll leave that uh, easy question to you. So the answer is in the Bible. <laughs> Jesus had a return on investment. But just to speak to that, we see as business people, that's usually the thing. What's the ROI? And I can guarantee you it's What's better than... What's in it for the business? Yes, it's better than not having disciples. Wow. Yeah. That's a guarantee. The alternative is worse. That's, the alternative is worse. Yes. So ROI from Jesus' standard, he had, you know, 12 apostles, one betrayed him, the others forsook him. <laughs> but eventually, actually, uh, I was speaking with Pastor Peter, some, uh, Pastor, Pastor Chris sometime, and you're saying that, you see, even as we celebrate resurrection, when Jesus came back from leave, and he came back and found no, <laughs> found no employees. I like that. They had gone fishing. <laughs> back to where he found them. I mean, Indeed. think about it. So a test in your business. You know, as you go to this other side of the square, yes. take leave. 
Test the system. Indeed. Test the system. Go and, and live and see if things don't fall you, apart. And, and it You're tells like, you. <laughs> <laughs> it resurrect. Shows you, yeah, resurrect. <laughs> Show up and announce. <laughs> Show up and announce. And actually, he told them he was coming, but. Uh, yeah, he told them I'm coming. But, yeah. Uh, like, Even and, then. And they went back to where he found them. And he did the same miracle. You know what? It's, <laughs> of it's, where it's, he found them. But it's, 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 it's bringing back what we talked about earlier. Grace and patience. Yeah. Some things have to be repeated. You have to extend grace. There'll be disappointments. Actually, yeah. lest we make you think that this is a rosy story. No. It's, it's, it, it involves, uh, like, even me. I mean, not all my disciples are CEOs. Yes. Yeah, I lost some along the way. Yes. And some, because, you see, and that's the thing that, 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 that I wanted to speak into. In your business, how are you received? Are you a colleague? Are you a director? Or are you a discipler? or your father. Mm -hmm. Because they will only get what they receive. So if you're a colleague, the Bible says that um, it's it's Matthew 10. He who receives me, receives who him who has sent me. Mm -hmm. He receives me as a prophet, will receive a prophet's reward. Mm -hmm. He who receives me as um, a righteous man, receive a righteous... If you receive a father, you'll get a father's reward. And so that's the thing that businesses have to realize, that the person who founded the business is the father. With all your PhDs, it is him mm. who has come, who bore the vision. He bears the responsibility of the growth of that business. The business will not grow beyond him. And, the quick, and, and that leads to some level of humility. But, but we just humility. said it will go beyond the founder. It has to. But then you, I'm, I'm speaking now from the position of the person who's, who's following. Okay. If I'm following, I have to follow. Yes. I am the, not the leader. Okay. And this is not a colleague. Okay. Yes. Yes. They are not a colleague. The, God didn't speak to me about this business. And God spoke to the leader. I want you to lean a little into that or clarify because we are in a world also that, you know, open door policy, first name basis. It is very easy to mix up. Um, it is very easy to mix up that access and miss the father or the leader in the colleague and um, yes. the first name basis. Yes. So, so, and there are certain cultures we must adhere to, but I think the wise follower is one who will remember this hierarchy, even though we're at first name basis, yes. even though my open door, my door is open to you to walk in any And w- without a doubt, yes. because the leader is not going to tell me you obey me, what those yes. things, that's bossing. But again, if you as the follower want to grow, yes. if you as, if it, it, it is incumbent on the follower, and so if you want to grow, if you want to tap into that, then it is you to be humble. Yes. And that humility is necessary if you're to grow. If you're to receive the vision with clarity as the vision bearer has received it, yes. it is you to subject yourself to their leadership and to their instruction. Remember, it is high instruction. Yes. Those are not suggestions. Mm. Those are commands. And the minute you realize, even when you look through, go further down in Second Timothy chapter 2, it says, uh, it, talks, it talks about, the, the language used is very um, organized, mm. military, athlete. These are people who are not, you know, they don't take life easy, easy. Training as an athlete mm. is very hard work. And, you know, being a soldier, you take commands. And so even then, as, a, as you see, remember, you, there, there is a portion of the discipleship that is death. But then there is also the point of teaching, teaching to obey. The result of teaching is obedience. And that's how you know. So even, like, and, and that's, when I, when I realized that, especially in my business, is when we, got, we started getting very interesting results. At some point, it was everyone is equal. 
everyone is first name basis. We are all in this thing. Until we recognize that, look, there is a mantle which is not carried by me. You understand? It is carried by someone. And it is in my best interest that I subject myself to that person. And same to the people that I'm leading. And so once they realize that, even then they started growing in competence. Like now, for example, when I go to speak, I don't have to be the one that speaks. The other day we had a Twitter spaces and I just sent one of my disciples. And they were, and actually the thing is, someone sent me a message and says, this person talks like you. Wow. And I'm like, yeah, now that shows me that the, the, there, is, there, is, there is that thing of following. And it's going to be interesting because, again, like I've mentioned, it's cultural because these things are not for businesses. But God is the one who called me. This is my business. If you want to grow in here, you subject yourself. In, uh, in Abraham's household, everyone was circumcised. I don't think it was a choice because that is a covenant with God. And they prospered. Everyone in his household prospered. Mm. There are some people who, like, you see, and, and, and don't have time to talk into the blessing, but that's the thing, understanding that there is a hierarchy, the blessing from Psalm 133, the oil flows from the head to the throat to the garment. And so there's that hierarchy, even in business. And the sooner we recognize, the more we can accelerate in that. Before I, I allow you close, yeah. there's um, a reality that the leader doesn't have a monopoly on wisdom mm. and they want to have ideas coming in from the team. So, so, so you, ideally, you're not surrounding yourself sometimes with yes people. Mm. You also want some of your ideas improved, uh, sometimes challenged. How does that fit within this whole discipleship, leader, follower, mantle, everything? We end up sounding like we just want yes people mm. and that there can be no alternative view, suggestions. Um, can you speak into that as well? And, and again, that speaks because everyone has someone on top of them. You get yes. Because even the leader has a board. Yes. Please, leader, please have a board. Yes. <laughs> you have a helper. And so the, the, the idea here is that for there to be, if you're going back to the triangle, vision, team, and then there is task. Mm -hmm. You're not going to do everything. You don't know everything. Mm -hmm. You hire people in their strengths. And remember, even when we get to the to the square at the mm -hmm. end, that's like whenever, like I told that, that's where people's individual strengths come out, mm -hmm. people's individual um, uh, talents come out from there. And so definitely you take in feedback. Take, definitely you take in responses, ideas. It's a collaborative process. Mm. The thing about uh, direction is that direction is, is clear. Mm. You set the direction, but the how we get there we, is a collaborative effort. It's a team effort. And that doesn't take away from that. What the thing I'm talking about is on, on when it comes to strategy, no, no, not necessarily strategy, but vision. The person who saw. Uh -huh. okay. When it comes to vision, we are singular. When it comes okay. to culture, yes. those, those ones are, you, you are, are very Almost clear. non-negotiables. Those are non-negotiables, yes, yeah. Yes. Because that's where the leader sets the culture, yes. the leader sets the vision and the direction. Then you, together with the team, you, you build on everyone's things. And again, um, as a parent, you, don't, you, you, you want your children to grow to their full potential. Mm. And so you'll set up an environment where they can grow to their full potential. Same thing in the business. You don't want to stifle your business because of one-line one thinking. Yes. And so, again, it is about that whole holistic approach into business leadership. And I think every parent's joy is their children excelling them. Of course. Yes. 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 Fantastic. Mm. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's been wonderful having yeah. you. Thank you for teaching us so well. And um, hope we can have you soon. 
Pastor Chris, please look into, into how we can bring back Pastor Noah. But we thank you very, thank very you much. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Everyone who is watching us online and also in the room, um, we cannot close this segment without bringing back indeed the reality, especially of this season, uh, which is Christ's death and resurrection. He purchased our souls with his uh, blood uh, to ensure that we may have eternal life with him and even start to live uh, a fruitful and a wonderful life here on earth. So if you're online or even here in the audience uh, at any one of our locations and you do not have a personal relationship with Jesus, you have not accepted him in your heart as, his, as your personal savior, you have not yet said yes to Christ, this is an opportunity for you. As a business leader, as we mentioned, your lives need not be separate. It's one and the same. And I'm inviting you now to make that decision. This is one of the most important days. Um, and indeed, it will be a blessing to make this decision on this Easter Sunday of 2023. So if you want to make that decision and you've made your mind up, and I pray that you have, I'm going to invite you uh, to say this prayer with me after which you'll be born in the body of Christ. Dear Lord, I thank you very much for this day, uh, for your grace, and for dying on the cross for our sins. I repent and confess of all my sins and ask your forgiveness. Your blood that you shed on the cross cleanses us and makes us whole and brings us into unity with you. I ask and I take your grace and I receive you in my heart as my Lord and Savior and I confess with my tongue that you are indeed my Lord and Savior. Take my life and do something significant with it. All this I prayed, believing and trusting in your son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you have said that prayer, you are born again and you are welcome to the body of Christ. On the screen is a number, plus 256-775-642-449. If you call or text that number, there'll be somebody to guide you, to receive you and welcome you in the body of Christ. Uh, you will be immersed indeed in the family here at Worship Harvest, where we would love to receive you, walk with you, and help you make sense of the decision and generally start this walk of this very significant step that you've taken. Thank you all very much. As we come to a close, I'm reminding you all to come for our Easter services uh, at any one of our 88 locations and online and all our hosting centers where we will start our worship at 9 a.m. on the dot and at 11.30. for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.